0: Along with thousands of other folks, we'll be ditching the midnight shopping, the mall mayhem, and the deals on flat-screen TVs for a little time on the trail. Next on today's top five list, we'll share some gifts that just keep on giving. For today's Summit Gear review, a top-of-the-line, fully-featured two-way radio that has an undergrad degree in communications and a master's in global positioning. Next, our backpack hack of the week will give you the map to anywhere. All this, and that's about it. Today, on the first 40 miles.
1: Last year, REI took a big leap of faith and made a big splash with their opt out side campaign. They said, You know what? We're ditching Black Friday. We're going to have all of our stores closed, all of our offices closed on Black Friday. We'll be open the rest of the Christmas shopping season, but on Black Friday, we're gonna be closed and we invite everyone else to just go to the outdoors. Opt outside.
0: And I think this really shocked everyone. Black Friday is a huge shopping day in America. I mean, people, ironically, camp out in front of stores so that they can get in and get all their Christmas shopping done. And REI just kind of turned that day on its head and said, You know what, instead of camping out in front of stores, why don't you camp outside and go on a hike, do something that's going to be refreshing to your soul. Our family participated in Opt Outside last year and we went on a little hike. Here's a flashback.
1: Black Friday, Opt Outside day. I think by about 2 p.m. we still hadn't really gotten out. And I was getting antsy, and "Ah, we got to get out of the house and do something. I had been meaning to check out this place. It's an abbey, and there's some hiking trails there. So I was like, okay, let's go. And we packed everyone in the car, just kind of flying by the seat of our pants, last minute, and we took off. And it was a cold day, but we had a nice hike. And at the end of the hike, we decided, oh, while we're out, we might as well get some groceries. And the van is almost out of gas, so we should get gas. So we went to the nearest town, and there we discovered that in our haste to get out that day, we had left everything at home. So neither one of us had our, our debit cards, driver's licenses, I mean, nothing. nothing. All we had was like ourselves and the key to the van. So, <laughs> moral of the story... We shouldn't have even bought gas on Black Friday, and we had to borrow money from a couple of our kids to buy a couple gallons of gas and pay for some groceries so we could get back home. So we've been
0: kicking around some ideas for Black Friday this year. One of them is maybe do a little day hike on that day, and the other idea is to maybe have Thanksgiving on the trail, like we tried to do a couple years ago, and spend Black Friday actually backpacking.
1: Heather, I know one of your dreams has been to combine a backpacking trip with Thanksgiving dinner to try to figure out how to do a great Thanksgiving dinner on the trail. It clearly does not involve bringing a 15-pound turkey (laughs) with us, but bringing the flavors and the ambiance of Thanksgiving meal. In fact, that's why one of the recipes in our cookbook coming out next week is Thanksgiving casserole where you managed to get the essence of the flavors of Thanksgiving all into one easy-to-prepare meal that you can take out on the trail. And as we've been uh, working with a Facebook group of listeners who have been helping us out with preparing the cookbook, this is one of the recipes that we shared with them. And uh, Tricia, one of the members of the group, she said, now to figure out how to pack a pumpkin pie. <laughs> And I thought, oh, wow, there's a challenge that sounds like it's just right up your alley, Heather. Um, I told her about the little trick that you did a few years ago with your family where you made three pumpkin pies <laughs> and none of them were actually made out of pumpkin. Right. So you had figured out that the the key ingredients were the color orange mm-hmm. and the spices and then, I guess, a crust.
0: That's it. Yeah.
1: So that got our wheels turning. And we're thinking, okay, we could do the Thanksgiving casserole plus the pumpkin pie if we just bring some um, Betty Crocker uh, sweet potato flakes.
0: You're right. They're like mashed potatoes, except they're sweet potato flakes. So you just add water and it's already kind of sweet and has some of those pumpkin pie type spices.
1: And then we can bring along some additional spices for, you know, pumpkin pie spice to really kick it up and probably some graham crackers. Yeah. Mix it all together, you've got pumpkin pie. So Thanksgiving is just a couple days away, and we're still not sure yet whether we're going to turn this into a day trip, an overnighter, or maybe even a two-night trip. Our kids have the whole week off from school, so we've still got a couple days left to figure it out, I guess.
0: And if you want to participate in REI's Opt side. You don't need to use the hashtag, but if you wanted to participate online, it's hashtag opt outside and share your pictures, share your experience, share your plans and be a part of this fun movement.
1: Most importantly, actually get outside.
0: (laughs) Good advice, Josh. Thanks. Okay, so after you've opted outside, after you've spent the week backpacking or whatever your plans are for Thanksgiving week you really do kind of have to get on to Christmas shopping. And we found five gifts that keep on giving. And the number one gift that keeps on giving is right in the rain printer paper. You can buy a package of 200 sheets for around $30. And this is all weather copy paper. It's about 20 pound weight which is about the thickness of standard copy paper. And this is the perfect paper to print your maps on. And this gift pairs perfectly with this week's backpack hack of the week. So pay attention because we'll, be, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be explaining more during that segment of the show.
1: If you want to find out more about Right in the Rain paper, we reviewed it in episode 57, so you can go to thefirst40miles.com/057.
0: The number 2 gift that keeps on giving is Gear Aid Tenacious Tape, and it keeps on giving because it extends the life of your gear. It's a nylon tape that comes in lots of different colors, but I like clear because clear is every color. And they use an ultra-aggressive adhesive that actually gets stronger over time. So you can move it around for the first 24 hours. Like, it's pretty adjustable for the first day. But after that, then it really starts to grab on to whatever you've attached it to. I keep Tenacious Tape in my 10 Essentials. I also keep it in our house because I use it for random household repairs. Like, I used it to fix... um, this heating pad that we have. And I also use it on our games. Like you know how the corners like the edges of games the boxes usually bust open. So I use it on there. A lot of people when they use duct tape they wrap it around their water bottle. But I think with Tenacious Tape you probably shouldn't do that unless your water bottle has a crack and you need to repair it on the trail. So you'll want to keep it with its backing on and just either cut it into pieces or Leave it in a roll in your ten essentials. I'm sorry, not in your ten essentials. In the person that you're giving it to's ten essentials. These are these These are are gifts. gifts. (laughs) (laughs) You're giving it to someone. Right.
1: And we talked a little bit about gear aid tenacious tape as well as several other, you know, different products that could be used for gear repair in our gear repair and maintenance episode, which was number sixty.
0: The number three gift that keeps on giving is wool socks. Wool anything, but let's start with wool socks. Because nothing says love to a hiker or backpacker like a pair of wool socks. Wool is just powerful stuff. It can be worn for days without developing that classic stink. Your feet will actually stink before your socks do. And for a pair of really good wool socks, you'll probably spend between 15 and $30, kind of depending on the thickness, the brand, the style. And some really good brands to kind of scope out are Farm to Feet, Wigwam, Darn Tough, Smart Wool, Fox River, and Injinji. All of these brands Are really well known and they have really great wool socks.
1: Our kids love the Njinji socks because they're the ones that have the individual toes on them.
0: Yes, little toe socks. You can wiggle all your toes.
1: For more in-depth discussion about socks, uh, we did a heel-to-toe episode. It was episode 51.
0: We had that much to say about socks? That's impressive. Yeah. (laughs) The number four gift that keeps on giving is a water filter, and this is the gift of long-term gastrointestinal health. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love you. There was a study that said that the odds of developing IBS, or irritable bowel syndrome, increase sixfold after acute gastroenteritis. In Bergen, Norway, back in 2004, there were a lot of people that were experiencing, you know, those abdominal symptoms like cramps and all the other slushy stuff that goes along with abdominal pain. And they discovered that many of those symptoms of giardia remained in the patients even after the parasite was eradicated Mm -hmm. destroyed and the majority of the patients they said 57.7 percent said that their abdominal problems that they had since contracting giardia were worse after eating certain foods so many of these people experienced issues with milk and milk products um alcohol wheat flour products coffee and this was all since they're running with giardia so i'm a big fan of clean water and i don't want to end up with giardia
1: <laughs> i guess you could say that giardia is a gift that keeps on giving in a different way
0: <laughs> oh that's really sad yeah it is it's rough and um i've heard some people they're like Oh, I don't use a filter. I just drink it straight from the stream. And maybe they've developed some kind of superhuman resistance to Giardia, but I don't know. I think we just don't know enough about all the things that happen after a Giardia infection and kind of the repercussions. So play it safe. A water filter really is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, the Sawyer Mini is only $25. The brand new. Catadyne Be Free is $40. And the Grail, which we just reviewed a few episodes ago, is $60. And the number five gift that keeps on giving is a dehydrator with a jerky gun. You'll be pleased to know that jerky guns are protected by the Second Amendment. They can't take our jerky guns away. It's a tool that you shove a whole bunch of ground beef into. You squeeze the trigger and, um, well, jerky doesn't come out of it. But ground beef comes out of it kind of like a Play-Doh, a Play-Doh tool, you know?
1: Yeah, the ground beef comes out in a ribbon.
0: In a ribbon, yeah.
1: So it makes these nice jerky strips out of ground beef. Before we started recording the show... You said, oh, I've got to show you the jerky gun.
0: Right. And
1: I had something completely different in my mind. And I was trying to figure out, I mean, I I was thinking of a jerky gun like a candy cannon. Ooh. And thinking, this is just the strangest gift idea ever (laughs) to put Um, on the podcast.
0: Can you explain what a candy cannon is?
1: Well, you know, it's this uh, thing that you shove full of candy and then you light it and it has some kind of little explosive or whatever, or maybe just air that pushes it. And it spews the candy out of the cannon, and kids go wild running all over the yard picking up the pieces of candy that got spewed out of the cannon. Oh, so you
0: were hoping that jerky rained down from the sky.
1: I wouldn't say hoping. I would say (laughs) visualizing (laughs) and trying to figure out why I would want that.
0: (laughs) I can think of lots of reasons why you'd want that. So to use the jerky gun, you just pump out these strips of ground beef with seasoning and salt in them, and you dehydrate them. So then you'll have really great beef jerky for your next backpacking trip. This is what I'm secretly hoping for for Christmas. So.
1: Oh, good to know. I'll I'll jot that down. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, I mean, there's a side benefit to me. The more beef jerky you make, the more there is for me to eat. True. We've shared a recipe for microwave beef jerky, which takes the whole beef jerky-making process and compresses it into about 10 minutes tops. And that recipe is in our new cookbook that's coming out next Tuesday, the 29th. It's available for pre-order right now on Amazon and iTunes. So there's a great gift idea.
0: The gift that keeps on giving.
1: It is, because it's got 40 <laughs> different recipes in it. You know, instead of buying someone a package of freeze-dried dinner... You buy them this cookbook, and now they've got 40 different recipes that they can do for backpacking that are all super inexpensive, super easy to prepare on the trail. So I know we just shared five gift ideas, but there's one more. It's called Trail Fuel, and you can get it at thefirst40miles.com slash trailfuelbook.
0: For today's Summit Gear review, we will be reviewing the Garmin Rhino 755T. I guess to the average Joe, the Garmin Rhino is a walkie-talkie. That's like saying da Vinci is like a sketchbook doodler. You just can't boil him down to that one thing because he was so much more than that.
1: The Garmin Rhino is a two-way radio, walkie-talkie. It has built-in GPS. It also has a touch screen. It's ruggedized. It comes with maps built in. It has a camera, a flashlight, an electronic compass, a barometric altimeter, Bluetooth capability, which also means you can share data between two of these uh, Garmin Rhinos, and a micro SD card slot. So that's a ton of stuff packed into this thing. For utility, the Rhino 755T uses the FRS and GMRS two-way radio frequency ranges. These are the same frequency ranges that are used by, you know, the majority of walkie-talkies that you would, for example, buy in the local store. Um, FRS is supposed to have a two-mile range. Uh, GMRS is supposed to have a 20-mile range. That is just so exaggerated compared to real life for all of these. I mean, it's not just just Garmin. Any manufacturer, they'll tell you, yep, two miles with FRS, 20 miles with GMRS, and real-life experience is going to be way different than that, especially on a backpacking trip. On these radios, when you're walking, you know, on hillsides and through ravines and you've got trees and, and other things in the way, you're probably going to get a mile or two of distance if you're lucky. Now, when you're on top of the mountain, yeah, you could hit another mountain 20 miles away, but that's usually not where we are. We're down in the ravines, on the hillsides, on the cliffs, and the, the range is just significantly shorter than what the, the manufacturers advertise. But the GPS receiver works great. Plus, on top of that, it also does GLONASS. GLONASS, uh, G-L-O-N-A-S-S, is the Russian alternative to GPS. It stands for Global Navigation Satellite System.
0: What did the Russians call GLONASS?
1: Global Navigation Sputnikovaya System.
0: I didn't know you spoke Russian. I don't. (laughs) I think you just astounded everyone right now.
1: That's the transliteration on Wikipedia.
0: I heard Sputnik in there. That's cool.
1: It does have Sputnik in there, which must mean satellite. Well, anyway, uh, it also has an integrated weather radio, which picks up the NOAA, the the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Weather Broadcasts. It sure is a clever acronym because, you know, NOAA warned of the flood. (laughs) Let me see if I can bring up the, the weather broadcast.
0: Southwest wind 5 to 10 miles an hour. Gusts to 25 miles an hour after midnight. Chance of rain near 100%. Rainfall amounts around a quarter of an inch. Saturday, mostly cloudy. Numerous showers in the morning, then a chance of showers in the afternoon.
1: In addition to the weather forecast, there is uh, a weather app, I guess I would say, on this device where it'll bring up a map and show current uh, weather conditions and forecasts. These Garmins also have a unique uh, position broadcasting capability. So on the left side of the unit where you would push the button to push to talk, there's another button right above that one, and what it does is it, it broadcasts your current location to other Rhino 755T devices that are, you know, in your group. So while you're on the trail, you know, especially if if one person has maybe gone ahead and someone else is staying behind, then you can periodically transmit your location to each other by just pushing that button. And that just sent my location to the other device, and now the person with the other device knows where I am and can bring me up on their map and see themselves and me and see how far apart we are and all of that. And in addition to sending my location, I can also send little text messages to other units.
0: As far as mass goes, the Garmin Rhino 755T weighs 12.3 ounces with the battery. The battery alone weighs 5 ounces.
1: The battery is a really hefty battery. It's supposed to run 14 hours of runtime. So these things are going to go for a long time, but you're paying the price in terms of weight. I mean, three quarters of a pound per device is a lot for a backpacker to consider carrying.
0: The device measures seven and a half inches high, about two and a half inches wide and 1.8 inches deep. As far as maintenance goes, this device has a waterproof housing with a rating of IPX7. When you see an IP number, the IP stands for International Protection and the two numbers after it, the first number stands for the device's protection against dry matter. And the second number stands for the protection against wet stuff. X means that it just wasn't rated. So the seven actually gives great protection against water immersion for half an hour under a meter of water. As far as investment goes, here is the shocker. One is $650, and that's if you want to talk to yourself. If you want to get two, which is usually how people buy walkie-talkies, it will be a total of (sighs) $1,300. That is a um, tax return right there for some people.
1: Yeah. Um, Now, I suppose one device alone could still be useful because it has the GPS, the built-in maps, the weather radio, all of that would be useful without having another device to communicate with.
0: And of course, you could always communicate with another walkie-talkie.
1: Which means you could buy one of these $650 rhinos, and then you could buy your kids some cheap $30 walkie-talkies, and you could talk to them, and they could talk to you. You wouldn't have the position-sharing feature. You know, I mean, you could broadcast your position. They obviously would not be able to receive that, that information on their cheap walkie-talkies. But then you would have all the features of knowing where you are and having the weather uh and you know and tracking and stuff like that,
0: yeah, that's a good option, but still, it's a six hundred and fifty dollar option that's a pretty pricey tool slash toy you know sometimes there are these really great tools out there, and when they start to go up in price significantly. I think that kind of blurs the line between tool and toy. You know, you kind of are like, wow, it has all these features that are so cool. And you kind of get that, you know, childlike excitement on a Christmas morning. I mean, this is a pretty incredible device, but I don't know if it's within the economic grasp of most of us.
1: This is like paying full price for a top-end smartphone, but because it's heavy and thick, you're not going to use it like a smartphone. You're not going to carry it everywhere. You're going to take it on backpacking trips only. So that's tough to justify.
0: It is. Yeah. And yet I think there are some people out there who would be so excited about this, like who maybe help with search and rescue or who do a lot of backpacking. A lot. You would have to do a lot to justify the price. Um, Or maybe who maybe they're just bells and whistles type people.
1: I can also imagine it for people who go hunting and and want to keep a really accurate record of their tracks, yeah, or maybe where they where their sightings were, and and you could do that with this. You'll have your full track, and then you can mark spots along the way uh, as as waypoints or waymarks that you can come back to. So you know that that could be useful for someone as well, where maybe it's it's worth it for them because of what they're getting out of out of using it.
0: And I think it's important to note that this is definitely a high-end, well, I think we've already said that, (laughs) but there are other Garmin Rhinos that have decreased features that will be less than the Rhino 755T.
1: So make that perennial trade-off between price and features.
0: Exactly.
1: Well we've had these Garmin Rhino 755Ts. We've got two of them for a few months now. And so we've taken them on a few trips with the kids and played around just to see how they perform and and kind of get a sense for their features and and how well they hold up. They've had no problem holding up. I mean our kids
0: I don't want to say what they've done with them, but yeah. If, if you
1: if you want to test a product, put it in the hands of kids. Definitely. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> And And these things still look like new. I mean, no not even any scratches yet from from all the handling that they've gotten. We took a trip out into the Oregon Coast range a few weeks ago. and I was really interested in seeing a couple things. One was how quickly and how accurately would it lock onto GPS compared to my smartphone, which also has GPS built in. And then the other question I had was, how detailed is the map? compared to what I can get on my smartphone with Google Maps. The GPS worked great. It locked in really solid. Um, Because of the really high-capacity battery, I could record our track the entire time, you know, several hours that we were out for that trip with hardly any use of the battery capacity. In my smartphone, that would be a different story. When you turn the GPS on, and we're talking GPS, not the cell tower triangulation, but when you're out of cell range and you turn on GPS, that can really drain the battery in a cell phone. So these walkie-talkies performed great for that. And then the maps. The maps were incredibly detailed. We went to a place in the coast range where, uh, you know, we we turned off of the main highway, drove a couple miles, and then the road that we were on turned to gravel. Uh, But that road, that entire road, is on Google Maps. Right after it turned to gravel, we took a turn onto an even smaller gravel road, but that's still easily passable in a car, and that one's on Google Maps, too. Um, After we turned onto that second gravel road, after maybe just a few hundred yards, we saw a closed gate with a trail. Well, maybe a Jeep trail, but because the gate was closed, the trail has not been driven on by a vehicle for a long, long time. That trail is not on Google Maps. But the entirety of that trail, all the way to the very end where it petered out to nothing, was on the Garmin map. So that was pretty cool because with the Garmin device, I could actually see where we were going to go if we took that trail and and how it would wrap around over the hills and how long it would be and where we would end up.
0: That's incredible. I always assume that Google is kind of the map master, you know, like they're the ones that have everything on earth mapped, but that's really cool that this map was more detailed all the way down to the very end of this really obscure trail.
1: Yeah, just a jeep trail that's not even open to jeeps anymore because the gate has been closed for so long. I always get nervous about devices that have maps preloaded on them because I think, well, they're going to be out of date. How can they possibly be as up to date as just using the Google Maps app on my phone? but Garmin keeps them up to date. You can sync your device and, and pull down map updates when you're at home. All of that happens, and, but I was just blown away by the amount of detail that it had that just never shows up in Google Maps. Google Maps is great for everywhere you wanna go in a car. And as soon as you are looking at something that's not passable in a car, it's very unlikely to be in Google Maps. So we've had fun trying out these devices. Uh, one of our sons is a cross-country runner, and so when we went to that trail on the coast range, I said, you know what, if you want to run ahead, go for it, because I know you'll be able to contact me, and I know the trail is only a mile or two long, and and so he just took off running with his Garmin, and I had the other one with me. And so it was fun to be able to stay in contact with him throughout um, that hike. So we'll have a link to the Garmin Rhino 755T in today's show notes at thefirst40miles.com 106.
0: For today's backpack hack of the week, free printable maps. And these are topo maps, which is the kind of maps that backpackers use. Topographical maps give you a lot more information than just a printout from the ranger's office of the trail. So you can get these free printable topographic maps or topo maps from National Geographic. And these will have the same information on them as the maps that you can buy from the USGS or the United States Geological Survey. And we promised that today's backpack hack of the week would sync up with one of our gifts from our top five list. So you can print off these National Geographic maps on to right in the rain printer paper and have a waterproof map on the trail that you print from home. It's great.
1: As Heather said, National Geographic just uses the maps that have been published by the USGS. They repackage them, though, so that they fit in pieces onto 8.5 by 11 standard copy paper size that, that people can use and print at home. Let me share one other option it's called caltopo.com. Or do you say Cal Topo?
0: I don't know. I say Topo. A Topo okay. ma- Didn't I say Topo map? I think yes. I say Topo map. Yeah,
1: you did. Anyway, when I heard Cal Topo for the first time, I thought, oh, that must be a California thing. <laughs> but it's not. I, I don't know where Cal comes from. The entire U.S. is covered. They also use the USGS maps as their topographic map layer. But they have two advantages over the National Geographic maps that I like. One is that you can use their online map viewer, you know, just like Google Maps, to go to a certain area, and then you can click the button to get the PDF of what you see on the screen. The reason I like that is because when we went to Jefferson Park, we traversed, I think, three maps by hiking that five-mile trail. We were in, you know, the top edge of one, and then the corner of another, and the bottom corner of the third one. So on Caltapo, I could just zoom into the area of the trail that we would hike and the lakes that we would be at, and whatever context I wanted. you know I could zoom in or out as far as I wanted to, and then hit the button and get the PDF of exactly that area. The second advantage is that the Caltapo maps are geo-referenced, and that means it's not just a plain PDF, it's a PDF that has been referenced to be geolocatable. So I have an app on my phone where I can load up that map. So it's a a static PDF map, and yet I load it into this app I have on my phone. And while I'm hiking, that app will show me where I am on that map. Whoa,
0: that is a cool feature.
1: Yeah. So we'll put the links in today's show notes to both the National Geographic maps and the CalTOPO site. And again, today's show notes are at 40 slash 106.
0: And we'll leave you today with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, William Wordsworth. He said, come forth into the light of things. Let nature be your teacher. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you've been backpacking, share your story at thefirst40miles.com story. We'll see you next time on The First 40 Miles.
1: You could okay. stick in our flashback say, right I'll there. Say,
0: I'll say something I totally unexpected. Okay. You will be amazed. <laughs> and smart wool. Do I have another one on the next page? Oh, whoa, I do have another one on the next page. Okay. Oh, it's the Russian GPS. No way.
1: Okay,
0: right. These are spy walkie-talkies. <laughs> yeah.